everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Fight to Finish podcast. On today's episode, we have a friend by the name of Stephen Datoma. Yes, he is another GoWork friend. Uh, and some of you from the GoWork community may know Stephen or heck, you guys might have even rucked with him. So uh, without further ado, let's get started. everyone. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Fight to Finish podcast. Uh, today, we have another one of our GoWork friends on to uh, <laughs> talk about all that fun stuff that we've done together. Uh, so welcome, Stephen. Hi, how are we doing? We're good, man. How, how's the whole COVID shelter in place and and things going for you? That's a better question. It's a, I mean, it's not bad. I think, yeah. um, I think I can accurately guess that you guys are probably, you know, roughly in the same possession as Heather and I, where, you know, when you're actually forced to spend a lot of time with somebody you care about, it's not really a bad thing. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, in that respect, things have been okay. I mean, like, you got to take take the negative and turn it into a positive the best you can, right? So, ripped Absolutely. up the backyard, laid down new grass, you know, got, you know, still deadlifting in the backyard, taking the hey. boys for a walk and, yeah, stuff like that. So, Steven, so to kind of um, introduce you for the, the common folk that are not GORUCK affiliated. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, I'm like, don't refer to folk as common because then that seems to put me on some other shit. And I'm- <laughs> I mean it for like, you know, for the, those not in the know of the GORUCK community, right? I think there you, go. you have established yourself as kind of a, uh, uh, well, mostly your last name, right? Daytona. Uh, you know, a lot of people you've done, uh, what's your, not that it's something that to be, you know, unless you really are, you know, something you hold in high regard, but what is your event count for the GORUCK? Just all total lights, scavengers, challenges, heavies, etc. Kill your 5k. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If you would ask me, uh, I mean, if you would ask me six months ago, I probably would have had a better number. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, if you want to start rolling in like scavs and you know secondary events and everything i mean i'm probably around a buck 50 um (laughs) but i mean another way of looking at it is uh my first event was in june of 2013 and my last event was in november of last year the san jose htl that we knocked out with a few of the homies i mean you know and you've done them uh around the country have you done over any overseas events no i never made it out of the country Mm um i've had uh i did have um, D-Day on my list oh, for a wow. while. And then that didn't, you know, that didn't really pan out. Um, uh, the timing idea of going up to Canada. Money. Yeah. Timing, money, things like that, like yeah. real life shit. And then, yeah, um, go, going up to, you know, jump on the border to Canada would have been cool to go up and go do like Canada day up there. Mm. Um, and I had, you know, I've always got, uh, it, it's hard for Heather and I to vacation cause I kind of have friends in every city and you know, <laughs> most parts of the world. Yeah. So, if we ever want to go somewhere and just kind of lay low by ourselves, we're going to have to go to like a Caribbean island and just like sit on a beach by ourselves. <laughs> lay low. Yeah, but you yeah. know, I know you. You'd probably still do San PT. You'd probably yeah, do... Well, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we'll get into that shit later. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, things have... To go back to the COVID thing and, you know, things have kind of tapered down a little bit yeah, where my, sure. my intensity level has definitely dropped. Uh, when we were still locked up real good and uh, I wasn't working, yeah, I'd get up in the morning and I'd do like a two-hour workout and then I'd have lunch and then I'd watch movies and then, you know, 
yeah. take the boys for a walk. And yeah. now, now that we're back at work and you know, things are kind of a little weird, it's like, all right, I'm, I'm a little less apt to beat the shit out of myself on a daily basis, but sure. you know, I'm just kind of work, you know, like I said, my focuses now are pretty much deadlifting. So, yeah. um, Still you know, lifting, come home, good. yeah, lift, jump some rope, go for a walk, you know? And, uh, so it's like, I'm not stopping, but mm-hmm. I'm dialing back that, you know, pressure gauge, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Fair, fair enough. I think, yeah. you know, to kind of continue on, you've kind of, uh, been in around uh, multiple events and, you know, I've rucked with you, uh, since wow in, in since 2013 right uh, yeah I, I just posted a picture of us that i found uh i went to your page and looked at our you know connection <laughs> i was looking yeah. <laughs> yeah i was looking for one of just me and you and then you know the oldest one that i could find was san francisco uh with one of the lights that we did way back in the day i know uh, it, and 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 you know it's one of those things i, I think you're my first event not first event i think where i met you was 867 this is that legendary well-known big NorCal uh, Santa Cruz 867 with the two cadre. And that's so now, Go ahead. was that, yeah, all right. I guess that makes sense because that was November, right? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. that light that we did up in San Francisco was December. Yeah, okay, Correct. that does check, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. so that, that December one was my light, my technically me finishing, um, what was that, my... Uh, triple the trifecta. Remember when they oh, just had yeah, the tri- yeah, you, yeah. you had to get your own trifecta, and that was my last one. And that's why I was just like, well, "Let's knock this bitch out so I can earn that trifecta patch." You know, that's right because you did the you did the heavy. Yeah, right yeah, before. that's right. Mm-hmm. I remember when. Yeah, because the heavy was in between the tough and the light. Yeah, correct. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was Damn. like, "Let me I have this opportunity because that was eight six seven was my second event." And so I had this extreme opportunity. I was like, you know what? There's this trifecta thing. Let me knock that bitch out before the end of the year. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so I knocked yeah. it out. Um, but, you know, you since then, you know, you and I have done a number of events. Uh, and, you know, we've, you know, and, and to be honest, we owe a lot for CC&I's relationship because of you. Um, and I, I, I hold this because we talk about NordCal. If it wasn't for NordCal, your first custom <laughs> event, I don't think CC and I. Well, I, CC. I mean, I don't know if we would have met, but that is where we met. Was NordCal zero zero one? Yeah, I think that's a better way of putting it. Is you know, I feel like you guys were on. I feel like you guys were on the. You know, you guys were yeah. on the path, right? And it was yeah. going to happen at a certain point. And I mean, I'm stoked that it got to happen at something that I did. But I don't see. You know, I don't take credit for like you know. I'm not trying to like butt you guys up against each other. Be like, yo, I think this is going to yeah. work. No, Let's do this. You know, like, <laughs> that's fair. But you know, it's just, you know, right place, right time with the right people, right? Yeah, you know? absolutely. And we found, uh, we found each other, right? She's my, my lobster, you know? And but, <laughs> so, but something you said too, you know, kind of fast forwarding a bit, right before we were getting married, you kind of sat down with Cecil. I think this was at um, Pi Day with, Landreth. Oh, with Landreth, yeah. And you were sitting down with us and you said, you know, you gave us some really awesome advice and I've and we up upheld our end by, you know, keeping things simple and keeping things us, right? And yeah. our our wedding was exactly that. Simple and us and we could forget about everybody else, right? And we kept it super small, super unique and we didn't have I mean, we did the suit and tie thing, but I was sure. quickly out of my, my suit and tie really fast. And we had like, uh, you know, I know you couldn't make it, but 
we had a water balloon fight. We had a Nerf battle and we had a patching ceremony. We patched everybody that came to our <laughs> See, dude, and that's what it's, that's what it's all about, right? Like, yeah. I think there's this, I mean, there's this overarching thing where it's like, you know, you're going to get married and you got to do it this way and it's got to be this and that and da, 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 because everybody says this is how you do it. And really, I mean, you just got to be realistic with the fact that if, if you're just, if you're going to have a ceremony to commit yourself to the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with, really nobody else should be in the planning process except the two of you. And Mm -hmm. if people don't like it, they don't have to come. You know, this is, it's a celebration. It's a joyous thing. And it doesn't matter who you are, where you are, how you do it. Like, you know, if you keep, keep it true to yourself and you just stay about what's going to make you happy, other people are going to be happy that you're happy. And if they're not, fuck them, right? Like (laughs) go to another wedding. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, you don't have to eat my free food. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, there's been a lot of our friends that got married around the same time. And, you know, we had, you know, one of our best friends got married and they asked me to officiate for them. And so we were kind of heavy involved in that for a good amount of time. And one of the things that I just kept telling them was like, look, the ceremony is for you. The, the reception and everything is for everybody else. You know, that's just a party for everybody that came. And so don't stress, like, you know, at our wedding, the DJ played the wrong music and this happened and that <laughs> happened and all this other shit. And really what it came down to was nobody, nobody knew what happened. Nobody, uh, nobody was upset by it. The only people that were upset were Heather and I because we knew that something went wrong. But really, mm. when you step back and you look at it on a whole, everybody had a great time. Everybody yeah. got drunk. You know, everybody <laughs> ate a bunch of food and danced. And, you know, you know it's just one of those things. So you got to be able to kind of, I think people people grab onto shit and they squeeze too hard and then that's what makes them unhappy and makes them unhealthy and it just ain't the way to live. I agree. Sorry, I probably got you off track. No, no, you're good. You're good. good. You're good. So, so Stephen, so you're, you're from Boston, correct? I'm from Massachusetts. Oh, sorry. Uh, Yeah. That's, well, since we're going to be recording this, that's a distinction that has to be made. Uh, fair, fair. Everybody says that I'm from Boston because nobody knows what any of the towns in Massachusetts are. And okay. even if you told them what they are, they wouldn't be able to pronounce them correctly. Okay. So, okay. yeah. I'm so, you're from, you're I'm from, from Massachusetts. From, there you go. I'm from Metro West Boston. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so, being from there, how did you get into GoWork? Did you get into GoWork while you were there or was it uh, once you were already in California? No, I was, um, yeah, I was, I was well into California by the time we got out here or by the time I got into the game and everything. Um, so the short version is, and I probably, I, I might've told you guys this story at one point anyway, but, um, so Heather and I ended up coming out to California. Um, we lived in Southern California for, I want to say going on seven years or so, seven, eight years. And then I got the job offer up in Santa Cruz to come up and, uh, leave, body piercing. I was working as a body piercer in Pasadena um, and come up and work for the jewelry company that uh, we were purchasing jewelry from that was based in Santa Cruz. So I took mm-hmm. that job and we came up here. Yeah. And then um, I don't remember exactly how long through, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, how, how long the transition was escapes me at the moment because I'm on the spot. Uh, and, you know, don't do math in public and all that shit. <laughs> um, but anyway, it was... Um, when Heather and I were getting married, there was a really good friend of ours who we worked with at the shop named Brian, and he uh, was going to be part of our wedding. He offered to be the DJ and run the music so we didn't have to worry about finding somebody, and that was great. And uh, he had started going to uh, CrossFit and trying to get healthy and you know start working out and whatnot. And at this point, I was still like you know fat and happy, right? Like um, <laughs> I was you know playing video games and drinking rum and cokes and 
you know, I yeah. started shooting, you know, started going out, taking gun classes and whatnot, which is another point that you and I connected on. Absolutely. <laughs> and, um, yeah, you know, I was just like, whatever, I'm big, happy, you know, fat guy, like to barbecue and listen to, you know, reggae and <laughs> death metal and hang out and chill. And You, you lightweight um, described me too. <laughs> fair. I mean, like, you know, we both were kind of walked that path, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Um, and it was cool. And then, uh, so anyway, so the wedding's coming around and Heather and I made this deal where she was going to go shooting. And in exchange, I was going to start going to yoga because mm. the deal was if we're going to get married you know, I want to be around for as long as I can, right? Like, I'm not just going to get married and die at 45. Like, that's terrible. Yeah. So, so we started doing that. And uh, our buddy Brian tried to uh, get me to go to CrossFit. And I didn't like CrossFit and low-key still don't like CrossFit. Uh, <laughs> like CrossFit people and like CrossFit things don't like CrossFit, whatever. Sure. Um, but uh, I never went. And then you fast forward a little bit and he ended up committing suicide. Uh, mm. a couple months before the, uh, oh, that was April. Uh, he took his own life and then we were getting married in September. Um, and so that kind of hit super duper hard. And, uh, one of the ways that I was trying to cope with it, well, the first way I tried to cope with it was with, uh, copious amounts of Irish whiskey, which obviously isn't doing you anyone any favors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there was, <laughs> there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of, uh, that, you know, we basically took the Irish wake and rolled it for, I don't know, a month or so. And then a buddy of mine, uh, another dude who is now NorCal and done events with us, uh, Josh Ducker, who you probably know. Yeah, yeah. Um, he kind of threw down the hammer on me and was like, yo, there's a Tough mutter that's going on up here in NorCal. We're looking to get fit. We're looking to do this. Why don't you jump in with us and come and make this happen? And I was like, you know, this is where it's at. Let's do it. Let's, let's, let's make this happen. And so started training up and started, um, you know, doing like the normal stuff you do when you don't really know what you're doing and, you know, joined the gym and went to boot camp classes and, you know, figured out what a burpee was and then screamed and pissed and moaned about that for a month. <laughs> and, um, yeah. And we kind of, you know, we kind of got moving on that. And then, uh, actually I apologize. This is probably 2012, not 2013, mm -hmm. but at any rate, um, you know, we're going to the gym and working out and everything and kind of working towards this goal. And then for whatever reason, that event didn't go off. I remember, we had been like touching base back and forth and he said something about, oh, they canceled it. It's not, um, it's not going to happen anymore. I said, oh, all right, well, that sucks. I've kind of been working towards this. And then around that time, uh, our good friend, Danielle, who lives back in Massachusetts, um, hit me up and she's like, have you ever heard of Goruck? I'm like, yeah, I've been looking at their bags because I was looking for some yep. web gear, <laughs> you know, high speed mall ninja shit to go carry at the range and be a fucking knucklehead. And, yeah. Um, you know, so you find the bags, right? Because that's how they popped up. Exactly. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, you know, have you seen the events and have you heard about them? And, you know, we batted it back and forth a little bit. And I had. And at that time, it still kind of terrified the shit out of me. <laughs> and she said, well, I signed up for um, St. Patrick's Day in Boston. I'm going to go and do this. And she had, you know, whatever, maybe a couple months to go on it. And, uh, so we were talking about how she was training and what she was doing. And then you jump forward and she's at the event. And this is early 2013. So if you remember the way things were back then, yeah. there was there was no videos, nope. no pictures, nope. no shadows, no you know, no spoilers. Um, you know, Cadre were still rolling around double fist and tall boys and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. So I get a phone call after she finishes and uh, it's, you know, my buddy, her husband, uh, one of my best friends, Alan, is... Yeah, she's home. She made it. She finished. Uh, we're carrying her upstairs and putting her in an ice bath. <laughs> and I was like, God damn, man, like for real. And 
That you know, that's like really, yeah, well, <laughs> not even that. It's, it kind of got the wheels turning in my head. And, mm. you know, it's, you know, it's one of those things where like, well, fuck, if you can do this, I wonder if I can do this, you know, like, I mean, I've lost some weight and I've done some stuff and I've never really like, you know, proved myself on anything. And maybe, uh, maybe this is the thing. Mm. And, uh, maybe what's the, the line from the Boston's I'm not a coward, but I've never been tested. I like to think that if I did, I would pass. Mm. like so that's kind of like in my head right and it's like all right and then uh fast forward again she had um she had a friend that was supposed to do that event with her and it was when they were still doing the buy one get ones yes so they had a ticket you know they had a free pass and she said are you coming home to you coming back to massachusetts for your birthday because i fly home i would fly home to massachusetts every year for my birthday go see my family and she's like you coming home this summer for your birthday yeah and she's like, there's a, um, there's a tough, or they just, you know, I can't even, HCL, HT, yeah, challenge. It was just called the challenge. Challenge at that back point. then. Yep. Yeah. And uh, she's like, there's a challenge on July 3rd, Friday, July 3rd in Newport, Rhode Island. And I have a ticket and it's yours and you're going to do it. And I was like, well, shit. Okay. <laughs> so technically, I was in California when I did my first event. Also, technically, I did my first event in New England. So, <laughs> yeah. So, I, I kind of, I, I don't want to mean to cut you off, but a, a couple of things I want to unpack here is, um, so kind of backtracking. So, dealing with the loss, uh, the, a loss, you know, something that's impacted your life, did you ter- take that energy, you know, after that? And once you got the, you know, once you guys were planning for this Tough mutter, did you use that energy that could have went the negative way into a positive energy. Like, you know, like there had to been a mental switch at some point. Sure. Right. And did you use that same energy? Because I know I'm relating to myself. Right. And, um, I just remember one day when I decided to get healthy was, it was, it was immediate action. Right. And all the energy that that could have went to the, not depression round, but the other way was turned into something positive. Like, you know what? I'm not willing to, 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 to drink and play video games all day long. I'm willing yeah. to, to go out and knock out some burpees, even though I absolutely fucking hate them. Right. With a passion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And I just remember that kept the ball moving because I said that day, I was like, I'm not going to be the same person I was yesterday. And every day that advances, I become a better person than I was the day before. Sure. You know? And, you know, was, was that a driving force for you? Did can you relate to that in that degree, or like how was it for you? That was a that's a better kind of way to ask phrase it. Sure, I think that's I think that's the right way to phrase it because I don't feel like that there's any um, I don't feel like there's any one size fits all um, mold that you can kind of put a situation like that mm, in. Yeah, um, you know, people that know me now or people that I've been close to for a really long time would probably tell you that, you know, like Heather and I have like an obsession with death or, Mm. you know, however you want to fucking phrase it when, um, it's really, it's really not in that regards. A lot of it has to do with being conscious of your own mortality, right? Like, um, I, you know, I think about death every day because it's coming and that's more of a motivating factor to do the things that I want to do now because I'm not going to get a second chance. So let's just, take care of it now. Right. Like, so, Mm -hmm. um, sort of go into what you're talking about in terms of like channeling that energy. Um, if you, if you hit that spot and you hit a switch, right. And you're like, today's the day I'm doing it. I'm making it happen. 
that's almost like the guy to me, that's like the guy that's like, you know what, that's that. I'm done with cigarettes. I'm tossing the pack. I'm never smoking ever again. And this is, I'm turning over a new leaf. I'm not gambling anymore. I'm not going to the track. This is the last drop of sure. whiskey. I'm never touching the slot machine ever again. You know, like any of that. Yeah. Um, that's, which I mean, for some people I think works. Yeah, um, yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Specifically in, in my mind, specifically when it comes to um, death and grieving, um, I think to a large extent, you have to go through a grieving process and that grieving process in a lot of ways can be Mm -hmm. self-destructive. But I feel like that is something that kind of has to happen um, because if you don't, it's, I feel like it's more self-destructive if you don't go through that process and you don't allow yourself to feel feelings and you don't recognize what's going on inside. Mm. Um, So yeah, in that regard, like I said, you know, I crawled into a bottle of Jameson for a good month and, uh, you know, was quite happy to just kind of chill and drink and not really think about what happened or what was going on. And then, you know, at a certain point, you kind of realize, hey, look, this isn't doing anybody any favors. Um, So I got to kind of move forward. But, I, you know, if somebody had come in on day two and said, hey, man, you can't be doing this. You need to stop. The first, you know, the first thing I would have said would be like, cool, fuck you. Get out of my house. Right? Like, (laughs) um, Heather's dad passed away. Uh, at the beginning of the, or not the beginning of this year, but you know, he died, uh, in January years back. And, um, that was a super, super heavy hit that we took. Mm. And that was also going on during, um, that was going on during the time when I was very, very active doing Galruck events repeatedly. Um, it even happened during the 10,000 pushup challenge. And Mm. I, I remember, you know, I went upstairs and, you know, said goodbye to, you know, basically my dad, my other dad. Right. And, uh, I came outside and we were sitting around and you're kind of in that like lull, like that haze of like, what the fuck just happened? And the only thing I could think of was I just dropped to the deck in front of the hospital and started cranking out reps of 20 pushups. And it's, you know, it's different. Um, how you channel that energy and where it goes is, yeah, I mean, a really, really big thing. So in terms of when, uh, in terms of training the first time and having to basically confront that head on, being in a new part of my life, being in um, this area of like trying to get myself physically fit. Um, yeah, that was, yeah, it was a very, very big driving factor. And um, having, you know, a lot of people's names in my head when I go and do things is, you know, this is fucking stupid to be in the ocean at 3.30 in the morning and not be <laughs> sleeping in the warm bed next to my wife and dogs. But, yeah. you know, hey, I'm alive, right? And, you yeah. know, the waves are hitting me in the head and it's fucking cold, but at least I'm breathing and... uh you know, I'm carrying a pack of bricks with, you know, first it was my buddy Brian's name on the bricks and then it was my buddy Brian and my father-in-law Barry. And, you know, uh, people would look at the bricks and go, hey, you know, man, I'll tell you what, one of the weirdest things um, at the first event, you know, you're doing bag check and I got the bricks pulled out and everything. And I had um, the sticker on my bricks that said, you know, uh, never forget Brian Gilliam. And the cadre who whatever, I won't name him because it's not really necessary because, yeah. you know, we're talking about my feelings on the situation, but he yeah. came by and um, he came by and he saw the bricks and he looked at the bricks and he said, who's Brian? And I said, he's my friend. He took his own life. And he said, oh, is he military? And I said, no, he wasn't. He goes, okay. And just kept walking. And uh, that, man, for the first 20 minutes of a gig, I'll tell you what, that didn't set me up for fucking being stoked on things. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, things change a little bit later, but... Um, yeah, that was a that was a weird fucking wrinkle. <laughs> I think I think you know, 
I think it's hard to explain to people that have not experienced a GORUCK event, right? And and that goes with any subculture, culture, et cetera, right? Like, sure, yeah. But I can totally relate to and sympathize with, you know, even though I'm not in your particular situation, I can sympathize of where you're at because I imagine myself, number one, feeling those same feelings about like being in the ocean. I can't explain why I find happiness being in the ocean at 3.30 in the morning, pissing my pants to try to stay warm or working, <laughs> trying to, you know, keep your mind going, guessing what time it is because, you know, that you just got to keep your, your, your brain going at that point of like staying up. Yeah. But, you know, in terms of staying motivated and being in the right mindset and, and with GORUCK events, it's like, it's a weird you hate it. You love it. You hate it. You learn. You hate everybody. You hate yourself. But then at the end of it, you're like, as we have conversations during this podcast with different friends, we learn that we unpack a lot more in life. We learn that we unpacked a lot of things uh, just getting after it. Like even in CCNI's relationship, right? I know, and I talked about this in the previous podcast with Oliver, I realized that the burden is, not the burden, but the weight should be shared in our relationship. Sure. The yep. weight should be shared. It And sometimes I'm carrying the whole thing, but, you know, sometimes she carries the weight or, you know, whatever. We realize that we're in this together and we're in our team. And someday she's the TL, I'm the ATL, or sometimes, <laughs> uh, you know, and and I, the only reason I'm talking like this is because I'm putting it into context of the things that we've learned through GORUCK events that, you sure. know, apply through life. And, you know, I think I'm always going to be grateful of, of my time doing GORUCK events and not that I haven't stopped. I'm definitely kind of on a pause, really long pause. <laughs> but, yeah, agreed. But in, but in terms of, you know, I've learned so much, right? And I think CeCe's have learned so much too, even though she she absolutely detests the water. I hate water <laughs> so much, <laughs> so much. And I think there was like one event where I was like in the water, I had a frowny face and my sister, she was shadowing and she was talking to one of the other shadows and he's like, oh, is this her first event? And my sister's like, no, she, she's done other events. He's like, why does she look miserable? And it's like, she really hates the water. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, right. why does she keep showing up? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> but we keep showing up. You just though. keep showing up. Yeah. And so- I think so much of that, I think it, all of that, if you want to like boil it down, like, cause I've, you know, I've thought on this shit and, you know, I mean, not to say that I've like meditated on it, but you know, yeah. when you get enough people that ask you, you know, why the fuck do you do this? And why the fuck do you do this? And it's like, when you get, you know, when you get beyond the, the bullshit, you know, t-shirt explanation of, oh, I'm training for life or I'm, I'm doing this, you know, all that fucking rah-rah nonsense. But um, it's really, in a lot of ways, it's really about balance. And that's mm -hmm. kind of where I, uh, where I settled, I think, is because, um, and even kind of moving forward now um, for what this year was supposed to be, uh, and versus what it's actually turned into, but we'll get to that later, I'm sure. Um, the balance really is up until that point in my life where I started doing dumb shit with backpacks, I was effectively, you know, nothing had really changed, right? Like I had moved to California. Um, I had left where I was from and, you know, my identity was basically wrapped up in who I, you know, basically from where I was, right? Yeah. Like, you're a mass hole, you're from, you know, watch the Red Sox and, you know, barbecue in the backyard and drink <laughs> yeah. with your buddies and hang out and whatever. Um, and then you come out here and then it's like, well, what's your identity? And, you know, who are you and what are you basing that around? Mm -hmm. Excuse me, nothing had really changed. Um, I was still basically just doing the same shit on the other side of the country and I had to find new people to do it with. And fundamentally, I was still kind of the same person. And then when you get started doing this shit and you hit... Um, 
like when you get started doing this stuff and you start not going to sleep and, you know, sacrificing time for workouts and sacrificing time for events and sacrificing your body in a lot of ways, you know, because mm-hmm. that first year, right, you know, you know, that first heavy, you're laid up for, you know, even no matter how hard you train, you're laid up for a day or two afterwards yep. and Can't you know, move, shuffling around. Yeah. yeah. Everything's swollen. Yeah. <laughs> swollen feet, busted nails, like all yeah. that shit, right? Yeah. So it really kind of comes down to balance and the, you never know how warm your bed is until you're doing <laughs> flutter kicks at four in the morning, right? Yeah, like so you never know how, you know, you can, you know, you can bring that back to morning and death as well. You know, like you mm. never know how much you care for somebody until they're gone. You know, you never know mm. how much you appreciate having a conversation with somebody until you're not able to do it. You never know how good it is to lay in bed next to your wife and sleep late on a Sunday morning until you have given that up to carry a sandbag and a log with a bunch of people, you know, maybe you do know or don't know, you know, like it's, I think that's really what it kind of boils down to for me or it did over the years anyway. No, that's, that's very true. I I think, you know, that's a good way to put it in life, you know, especially when, you know, you're, (laughs) when you're curled up in a bed or if you're in the water, you're just like, man, I could be, I could be with my wife or I can be with my, my family right now, you know, and I'm choosing to do this. And, you know, you, you really don't, it doesn't put things into perspective until you're on the, the other side of it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So kind of going, going back on track to the, the event, you, oh, actually for our listeners, if they don't already know, happy belated birthday, your birthday is on <laughs> July 4th. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Every year. <laughs> Everybody still Thank celebrates you. it. <laughs> yeah. So Thank your, you. your first event was the July, you said you were coming back home for July, uh, there was an event on July 3rd? Yeah, it would have been like a, it was like a Friday night down in Newport. So I think it fell, yeah, I think it fell on, that was the big thing was every year I went home and just, you know, drank myself, you know, drank my face off with my family and barbecue uh-huh. and then you, you know, get a hangover for a day and a half and then maybe you're okay to fly a couple days later, <laughs> you know, you're not going to puke on the you know the ascent but whatever so take us through after the first event like your your very first event was it kind of oh hell fuck yeah i'm i'm into it like i'm i i'm 100 percent in and i'm deciding to do 149 events after that like what was your first reaction i mean like what was your first take on your first event the um well so before even getting to that i remember people saying Hey, you know, you're going, you're going back to Massachusetts to go do this event in, um, in July, you know, that there's another event in Santa Cruz in November. Right. And I was like, one fucking thing at a time, slow down. Like, <laughs> let's just, let's get over the first hurdle before we commit to the second type of thing. And, um, yeah, man, I was, I mean, I was scared. Like, you know, I had never altered my sleep schedule like that to a, a radical degree. Um, I was literally being put up as a test to see if I could get through this thing. And, um, it was hard. Like it was super duper fucking hard. And it was a lot of stuff I had never encountered before. And, um, I was with, uh, you know, two good friends of mine from back East and we all kind of went through and, um, it was, a uh, yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, it's a gut check, right? It's the same thing that everybody always says. So I can't really say much more about it than that. Um, that when you do it, you, you get it and you know that like there's that sense of accomplishment afterwards. Um, I remember, finished it up and that, you know, that elation that you feel when you're done for the first time. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, our fucking pickup came in and got our stuff or brought us in, uh, you know, shorts and, you know, we got donkeys and 
<laughs> Dunkin', sorry, Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, yeah, like egg sandwiches and donuts and coffee and everything. And I passed out in the car from Newport, Rhode Island back up to Massachusetts. And uh, I just slept. I slept most of the day. And then I woke up and I went out and had dinner with my mom. And uh, yeah, it was like, holy shit, I can't believe that. I can't believe that just happened. You know, yeah. like that was... <laughs> It's like Christmas morning or, you know, whatever holiday when you're a kid and you wait for it all year and then it happens and it's over before you blink your eyes. Yeah. Same thing as a wedding, right? Like, yeah. you know, it's I don't know blur. if yours was like mine. Yeah, you, you're you standing there saying I do and then all of a sudden you're eating something and then you're upstairs in bed and you're like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah. So from all of your events that you've done from like the first to the last one that you've done, would you say that they're all like pretty similar? Or would you say that they're kind of different? They're different. They're always different. Um, and and how are you different from how to? Yeah, yeah. Like, do you differ? Like also how to, to put that into context without making it sound negative? It's kind of like you can go to a McDonald's anywhere in the country and mm. get the same thing, and it's always going to be a little different based off of who prepared it. Fair, yeah. And yeah. I, I mean, you know, that may have a negative context to it, and you know, take it as you will. But um, it's. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're you're talking about something that is legitimately created by an individual at that point in time of creation. You know, you could go mm-hmm. to a bakery and the same guy could be making the same thing every day and it's going to be different every time. And sure. then when you introduce 17 chefs that are all supposed to do the same recipe, it's going to be different. Be variation, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, so yeah, it's, yes, it is it is both things. It is always the same and it is always different. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's cool. You know, it's um, there. I think there's a certain amount of marketing and a certain amount of trying to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to that. Because yeah. back in the day when there was no spoilers and there was no video, you could legitimately run the same event and no one and, would know about it. Yep. The only thing, you know, because nobody talked about it. You know, they mm-hmm. wanted it to be like fucking Fight, Fight Club. Club. Yep. <laughs> sure. And I think at a certain degree, I think there was that fundamental shift back in the day into where we're at now, right? You know, yeah. back in the day, Fight Club was kind of the model. And it was this thing where, you know, like we can do whatever we want under cover of darkness and it's always going to be crazy and nobody's going to talk about it because it's never going to be online. But that's not a sustainable business model. Correct. And then as soon as you want to turn it into a business and start making money and having it be advertised, well, obviously the, you know, the veil is going to get pulled back yeah. and uh, secrets are going to be revealed. And then you've got to find a new way to keep up the interest and keep up the, not necessarily the secrecy, but the, you know, you're getting what you pay for out of it, you know? Yeah. So, my, um, uh, Kind of a kind of not diving deep, but another better question too is like, what motivates somebody to go from that first event to the you know the 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 hundred whatever events, right? Like knowing that you know, using the analogy of like you know, it it is fundamentally similar but different each event, yeah, right? What then? you know, what drove you to continue doing it? Is it the experiences, the people, just the, the, you know, the challenge of doing that many events or like what, you know? Um, obsession, habit, mm. uh, a certain comfort in what's actually going on, community, mm. the people that are there. Yes. Um, I mean, to answer Cece's question about, you know, like, how was I different? I think that directly plays into it because when you have something that's effectively like this amorphous um, format that changes every time, but is somehow similar, um, even when you step up to the plate every time, you're going to be different. 
your training is different, your sleep schedule is different, your diet is different. Nobody's a fucking robot, right? Like, yeah. well, I mean, there's some fucking nor or there's some fucking CrossFit people that are fucking robots, but like, whatever, <laughs> knock yourself out. Like, they're afraid to have a fucking beer in the morning anyway, you know, and I'm having a Guinness for breakfast. So yeah. it is what it is. Like, <laughs> um, it's, it's always going to be a little different because you're always going to be a little different and the team is always going to be a little different. And I think that's one of those things that when you would try to, or when I, uh, myself anyway, when I would try to explain it to people and they'd say, well, what's it going to be like? And can I be on your team? And how do we do this? And how do we game the system? And I'm like, look, there's only one way to game the system. And that is you book an event and you bring 20 people who have all been training together. Yeah. And go to that yeah. event, and then you're gonna you're gonna be tipping the scale in your favor. But mm -hmm. unfortunately, it's like it's like Dungeons and Dragons, right? Like the only way that you can really fuck with the game is if you get everybody in the game together to gang up on the dungeon master. But ultimately, the dungeon master has control of everything. Yeah. So no matter what you do, he can just say, "Well, fuck you, lightning bolts hit you while you die." Like, <laughs> that's what the cadre does, right? Like you know, yeah. he's ultimately there. You're in this contract, right? You're in this like social, maybe social contract isn't the right way to put it, but you're in you're beholden to this contract that you know this like verbal contract between two groups the guy who's leading it and the people that are participating hmm. and you can get up and walk away at any point in time the cadre can say stand on one leg and jump up and down and fucking you know recite you know your favorite beatles song and whatever you, you do it because that's what you're there to do but they ultimately can't make you do anything that you don't want to do hmm. so that's how it keeps changing it keeps evolving um why you keep going back? I mean, to rehit that, sure. Um, there is a certain amount of so the community is a big thing, right? And um, I'm going to dial that back to literally just NorCal because yeah. um, I feel like, in a lot of ways, saying that just because you've completed an event makes you the same person as somebody else on the other side of the country or another part of the world um, is about as accurate as saying, "Well, oh, you shoot a Glock and I shoot a Glock, so that means we're you know." We're besties, and we, or, you know, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. you drive a rap, you know. You drive a forerunner. I drive a forerunner. <laughs> doesn't mean shit, man. Like, yeah. you know, you need to spend some time with those people, and exactly. it's really because there's been plenty of people I've done events with over the years that, hey, man, we've done events and we're cool and we're family, and I'm just like, nah, man, we are not fucking family. It's like, you know, <laughs> just because we carried a backpack together for maybe 24 hours, you and I are radically different in our views. So sure. I'm going to be, I'm going to be cool and respectful. And, uh, you know, I hope you go your way in health and happiness, but you're not getting a Christmas card. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, um, but at any rate, yeah. I mean the community aspect of it. Yeah. I mean, the other side of that same coin is I have met people that we are radically different and we are not compatible on the surface religion, politics, music, things like that. And I feel like that's, you know, kind of how it works in a lot of places in life that if you spend enough time around somebody, you really get the gist of if they're good people and if they jive with you, with you on a whole or they don't. Right. Yeah. Um, and I feel like we've been lucky in a lot of respects to, you know, keep chilling with the same people who are good people. And when, when you have friends and you have people that you build a strong relationship with, um, like you, for example, 
being able to do an event, you know, oh, well, there's this event coming up in June. Uh, are you going to do it? Uh, I don't know. It's almost like going to a party in high school, right? Hey, you want to go to that party on Friday night? I don't know. Who's uh, going to be there? Yeah. Uh, nah, nah, nobody, a bunch of new people. They can't really hold their liquor. I'm not going to go, oh, fuck that. Whatever. I'll stay home. You know, <laughs> yeah. be like, oh, but yo, Arwen and Cece are going to be there. Like, oh, I'm fucking down. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> let's go burn this bitch to the ground. Like, yeah. let's go do it, you know? And that's, um, I think that is a big, uh, that's a big contributing factor to a lot of the things and a lot of the events that like we've done together over the years is exactly that. If, if you can tell me like, yo, Oliver's coming out. Fuck that, man. He's got my back. I got his. Let's yep. roll. Like yeah. that's going to be, that's going to be good time. And at least on a personal level from being around here, um, there, I think there was almost a, a lot of trying to game the system of, um, let's, let's stack the deck in our favor. Yeah. 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 Um, because we've, I mean, there's been events that we've gone out and done that have been, I have literally been the only person there that had any experience. Yeah. Yeah. And Same. 12 people overnight in a tough and, you know, nobody knows how to lead. Nobody knows how to follow. And then halfway through the night, you know, a cadre who doesn't know me puts me in charge. And then like in an hour, we're kind of, you know, not to toot my own horn, but I'm, I'm reasonably good at that. Cause I got pretty good at doing it over the course of like six or seven years. And, uh, you know, there's been a lot of times that I've been a TL and an hour later they go, oh, oh, that's why I know your name. You're not allowed to be TL anymore. (laughs) That's cool, man. I'm happy to just carry the sandbag and, you know, drink whiskey in the morning. Like, that's cool. Like, (laughs) but uh, But I think, you know, that's a big factor bringing people back in, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, Oliver and I, uh, and Cece and I, when we went on a ruck maybe uh, last week week, and we were just chatting up as we're kind of getting after it. And we talked about that. We talked about like, uh, you know, why kind of game, not gaming the system, but we talked about like, oh, you know, hey, Arwen's doing this event. Oh, okay, I got to go do it. You know, hey, you know, remember yeah. in the NorCal page, everybody would be like, oh, you got to, you, you would get tagged in an event and then everybody else would gang up on you if you didn't, weren't in it, you know, to just do it. And, and you know, you're willingly getting bullied, right? Not really bullied, but, you know, you're just willingly getting peer, pressure. peer pressured into doing it. But you knew you were going to be like, all right, cool. Pete or uh, Daytona or uh, who else is like on like the Landreth Landreth would be there. You know, just, you know, carry heavy weight. And you're just like, all right, yeah, I know we can switch off. I know we could do that. But we've reminded. It's yeah, it's stacking the deck and, you know, it's not peer pressure. It's just your turn. Yeah, exactly. And, and, but (laughs) also to that point though, like remember Veterans Day HCLS, it was a mostly, that heavy was mostly all kind of like NorCal. NorCal. Yeah. <laughs> and even then that was still one of the hardest heavies I've ever done. Like that we- was a, that <laughs> event. There was a lot of out of towners too. Um, yeah. There was a lot of folks from like DC. There was some folks that's when uh, Alex came out from New York for that one. Mm, yeah. And then, um, um, well, yeah, there was, there was a bunch of uh, out of towners or people not from it NorCal. It was a big class. Yeah. It was huge, but there yeah. was also still a large community of, uh, NorCalers that did it like you know people who have done more sure, than one yeah. event right together yeah. and it still was tough right we we tried to you know to our credit we tried to quote unquote game the system but it was definitely tough right you know being well again TL. it's also yeah it comes down to no matter how because you're in that verbal contract and no matter how hard you try to stack the deck they are ultimately still running the yeah. game it's just yeah. like you go to Vegas and you can do everything within your legal ability to <laughs> get an edge over the house, yeah. the house still rules. Yeah, and yeah. even though, even though counting cards is, you know, I don't know if it's legal or not, they can <laughs> say, fuck you. You're not allowed to do that. Get the fuck out. Right. Yeah. Like, or, Hey, we're going to, you know, whatever, watch like casino and shit. Like, you know, you can have the money in the saw or you can just leave. Right. Like, 
No, absolutely. I think, you know, with the, it it was, it's definitely like something, well, number one, uh, I'm going to let you know, we, Oliver and I were discussing, or actually all all four of us, because his girlfriend, Christine, was there too. Oh, yeah. We were talking about what the dream team would be, meaning if Oliver would come out of, you know, he gets a uh, new kidney, um, and he he said he the first thing he's gonna do when he gets all healthy again is do a go rec event. Sign up for a go rec event. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, dude. And he's like, I was like, man, you organize an event, let's do it. Um, and you know, he said, who would be he he mentioned you would be on his dream team uh, to to kind of carry the weight. And like, you know, we were talking about that, like who would be, you know, somebody that we knew would just, you know, carry the, the load. And, and definitely you are, you're on my list and Pete, I just, cause you and Pete, uh, being from that, you know, the kind of similar area, I know he's a little bit further South than you, but, um, I do remember uh, rucking with you both. I just remembered the amount of weight you guys used to carry, um, just uh, astounded me. And I, and I always strove to kind of like, man, he's carrying this Pelican box full of sand and he's doing it easily. And I would trade off. I'd be the, I remember one time in Santa Cruz, I think it was St. Patrick's Day or something, we would trade off and I'm the one definitely taking maybe 20 steps and then switching off with you guys and you and Pete would just be going miles and miles with it. And I'm like, man, I feel like such a punk. uh, (laughs) Let's not not exaggerate things. I mean, like it's not miles and miles. I know. I mean, a lot of that always, a lot of that fell under the category of work smarter, not harder. Right? Yeah. And it's when you have people that don't feel like they can do a lot. Yeah. Um, the first thing that you can tell them is, hey, look, I don't need you to carry this for a mile. I need you to carry this for 30 seconds so that homie over here can take a break. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to pick it up. And then we're going to extend that break by another 30 seconds so that when he's ready to go, he can go for as long as he can. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's the, that's the essence of being presented with a problem working through that problem as a team, even if it's a team within the team, you know, you've got a team of four guys. That's the idea. That's the, you know, you break it down into a smaller problem or a smaller problem Mm. until you're able to solve that problem and then you apply it across a platform. Mm. Excuse me. I imagine it's probably a lot like fucking web development, even though I'm nowhere near smart enough to deal with any of that horse shit. It's it's Um, somewhat similar. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, fix this network. Well, fuck. I, what? And, you know, all right, well, let's start, start with this one little thing and yeah, then broaden, you know, branch out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, yeah, it's motherfuckers like you that, you know, you say that I built my, built a name for myself in this community and, you know, this area with my name. And it's like, it wasn't me, fucker. It was people like you yeah, who were just like, get, get the tome over here. You. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, I've also bacon and whiskey and he'll yeah. go for the rest of his Chocolate life. Chocolate bacon like, and... <laughs> I remember I built the name or, for myself. Uh, or what? What about a uh, chili mac? Oh God damn it! <laughs> yeah, you you want to explain yourself on chili mac, Arwen? Yeah, I can. Uh, <laughs> God damn! And I sent you a meme yesterday too. I know. Uh, um, so for our listeners, uh, we're going back to this Veterans Day HCLS. Um, when I, I don't remember what hour mark. That's kind of irrelevant. But know that sun was we up. Were, yeah, the sun was up. We were tired. Uh, we finally, we got our food taken away from us at the beginning. So we've been running basically on water the whole night. Some of us had gone black on water. Um, some of us shared water, et cetera. But some point in the morning, we got our food given back to us. But in true military fashion, uh, they split the group, group up. So one team, meaning uh, Daytona's and CeCe's group, uh, got to watch 
you know, keep security, right? Firewatch. Mm-hmm. So the rest of us got to eat. Um, the bag was open. And at this point, for the most part, I had lost track of, I didn't even label my food. So I just took whatever. <laughs> and one of the items I took had Daytona's name on it. And it was an MRE, Chili Mac MRE. And I saved it and I got some chewies. And, you know, I was eating it. I was eating the chewies. And then finally, hunger got the best of me. And I ripped open, <laughs> I ripped open the bag of Chili Mac. And I started eating. And uh, I swear, I swear on life and me, it felt like, I felt like I had let somebody down big time because I definitely have. But, <laughs> you know, I just remember your team got relieved to go eat and you're like, where the fuck is my chili mac? And I'm here eating. I don't know. Did I, what, did I finish it? I don't, all Was I, I remember it? is, I remember coming through, I remember coming through from, yeah, pulling security or doing whatever we were doing. Oh no, you know what I think it was? We were doing that glass house, like the shoot, you know, the glass house, like shoot CQB, house shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was it. And then as you finished up, you were allowed to go to the chow bag and get something to eat. And I think our team, like I was TL on our team and we were like one of the last ones to run through. Yeah, get free. And and yeah, I remember coming back over to the, yeah, we came to the chow bag and that thing looked like a fucking bomb hit it. And I was like, man, all right, I had an MRE in a freezer bag with my name written on the thing, like in big letters, Detoma in big black letters across the front of it. Like, I'm going I'm to go hit that. Oh my God, I'm ready to go. Like, this is great. I went through everything and I couldn't find it. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I just, I remember being like, well, whatever, I guess I'll take some of these like bullshit espresso fucking jelly beans or whatever and <laughs> pick the shit up. And I remember like walking back over and I looked over and saw you like hunkered down, like eating out of the bag with my name across the front of it. And I was like, Arwen, what the fuck? And I remember you like looking at the bag and reading it and your eyes getting really big and then looking at me being like, oh, bro, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I felt really bad. Like know that I felt bad for, I still feel bad, obviously, but it, you know, oh, because man, I don't care. I, I know, but you know, now it's a running joke because every time I see sure. you, I give you a chili bag, but you know, like that moment, my heart sank because it's not that I let I let you down, your expectation of me down. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I you it just I knew you were just disappointed, right? Oh, dude, I was just hungry. I didn't give a fuck. Oh, no. like, That's how it felt I mean, to me. It felt I was, like you know, you know, I was upset for like two seconds, and I was just like, <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna burn your ass for the next like six years. This is gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> but well, question because hmm. we we've. We've also asked Oliver this, and we asked Zach this too, because he was there. How far do you think that hump was back to the starting point from that area? Because that was basically the 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 quote unquote twelve mile ruck, right at the end. That was the quote unquote twelve miler. Um, How far do you think it was? Because I don't think CC and I don't think it was twelve. We no, it absolutely it was-, was not. I remember asking. Um, I remember asking the cadre afterwards um, because at a I think at that point when we got back, when we got back in one piece. I think uh, I think at that point that's when I was like, you know what? I don't I don't need to do this. Mm-hmm. I don't need to keep going. Like same. That's what we I'm did. I'm cool. Yeah. Um, and I ended up going back and sleeping it off, and then going back for the light and the scav, and you know that was fun. I had a good time. Yeah. Um, which was I mean that was it was disappointing on one level, but that's another topic. But um, I remember talking to the cadre afterwards and was just like, yo, real talk that shit wasn't 12 miles. And they were like, no, fuck no. No, absolutely it wasn't. Um, and I got I got multiple numbers, but I don't think anybody was really keeping track of it yeah. because I had people tell me that they guessed it was a minimum of like 
you know, I had one person or one of the cadre was like, oh yeah, that was at least 13 miles. And then another one was like, fuck man, you're probably closer to 16 at that point, you know, mm-hmm. like with all the zigs and zags and yep. the, you know, dodging through neighborhoods that we had to take and <laughs> yeah. coming back through like, what is that? Coming back to like through downtown Marin and all that yeah. shit. Like, yeah. um, yeah, so I'm I'm on board with it. And we finished minimum an hour over time. I remember that yep. one went like, what, 25 and change at least. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, we were probably talking in the area of, I mean, if you just want to split the difference, you got to say it was at least a 15-mile ruck. Yeah, I agree. Landreth, you are largely outnumbered. Landreth thought it was Landreth less. Landreth thought it was less than 12. <laughs> no, no. It was, <laughs> if you it remember, was, he was in the front carrying the flag going butt fuck fast. Everywhere, yep. I, everybody was telling him to slow the fuck down. And I was like, dude, yeah. I'm barely hanging on here. <laughs> He's going hella fast. I was like, damn it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, dude, Sean was the rock on that one. Like he was, Yeah. I mean, he always is, right? Like, yeah. Sean's good to go, but he was definitely on that one. He was one of the ones that was just like, man, I'm glad you're here. Like in terms of stacking the deck, like, yeah, he, uh, Sean's a good example of, you know, you can get mad and you can get heated but you don't let it affect what's going on. Mm. Cause there was a lot of, there was a lot of weird shit that happened in that event. Yeah. And it was, you know, but the difference is people like losing their shit or people like, you know, letting emotions overflow. And then I just remember at one point, like me and Sean and Pete being hunkered down somewhere underweight and there was something going on. There was like bickering or like, you know, normal leadership problems or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, the three of us just kind of looked at each other and just kind of like, you know, you shake your head and you're like, well, what the fuck are you going to do? Right. Like, yeah, if I go over there and start barking, it's going to be one more idiot giving their opinion that nobody's listening to. So I'm just going to shut the fuck up and stay here and whoever's in charge will figure it out and we keep moving. Like, I think that's huge too. Like um, you're, you're kind of hitting on something that I didn't realize until just kind of now is like those are types of like, you know, leadership slash kind of just life skills, right? Like you know the appropriate time when to let the leaders work it out know when the right time to kind of uh, step in and voice your opinion. Like, I think you learned that, you know, especially I did. I, I, I knew when to be a follower. I knew when I needed to be a leader and not all the time I needed to be either or, right? Um, yeah. You, know, you I, don't always need to be broadcasting your opinion about every little thing. Yeah. And I think... And that know, is, uh, I think that's something that's translated over to, I mean, largely life, yeah. life what yeah. we're dealing with right now, dude. Like. Yeah we're in the middle of, you know, despite what people are going to, you know, people want to argue me on shit. Like we're in the middle of a fucking pandemic. Mm -hmm. We are in the middle of a time of like civil unrest due to, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, effectively what's coming into like, you know, the second civil rights era, uh, justifiably so in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And um, we're in this spot where you go online and you go, (laughs) yeah, you know, Boy, every yeah. motherfucker wants yeah. to tell you why they're right and why you're wrong yeah. and largely want to do it with inaccurate information and memes. Yeah. And it's just like, all right, cool. So you take something like that, like the event. And one of the things that I think, I can't remember where I saw it said, but it basically breaks down to, um, if you're going to post something on the internet, here's the three things you have to think about. Does it need to be said? Does it need to be said right now? And <laughs> does it need to be said right now by me? And mm. that will largely save you from a lot of strife. You just like, you know, there's so many people that, you know, so many people that I know that are good people that have just been posting, you know, sure. wild shit. <laughs> and it's been driving me absolutely nuts. It's <laughs> and, same. I'm relatable. Like I told Cece this too. I was like, I just can't social media right now. Like I told her, I was like, you know what? I'm going to hop on video games. Uh, right. And, 
because I just want to hang out with friends and just hang out with friends and not be bombarded by X, Y, Z, you know, and it is kind of ridiculous that everybody's on, you know, in my personal opinion, I, I can't speak for yourself or, or CC, mm. <clears throat> but you know, my personal opinion, it's just kind of ridiculous that people are on their, they've got an air horn and essentially are yelling, uh, being as loud as they can. And they have every right to do so, but is it exhausting? Sure. And to my eyes, it's like, you know, you know, I, I just want to, uh, but I think you said that quite poignantly. It's like, do you need to do, is what you're saying needs to be said? Does it need to be said by you, et cetera? You know, it's like, yeah, it, it is, it, it does, you hit it right on the nail. I mean, I think that's, that's great. That's one of the things that I've talked about, you know, especially in Go Rock with people, you know, and you communicate online, right? Like, you know, there's a lot of folks that you know from around the country and there's been more than like, you know, I can't count the number of times somebody's asked me something and I'm like, you know what? If you're here with me and we're sitting at the bar and we get a shot and a pint and uh, then we can talk about this, but it, it doesn't need to be gone over right now on the internet because nobody's going to come out a winner, right? Mm. Like it doesn't matter what your opinion is on either side. At some point you're going to show your ass and it's going to devolve and that's it. So, excuse me. No, um, you're good. Yeah. Um, question. So talk earlier you talked about community and I kind of want to hit this up because very early on in the Goruk NorCal community, a lot of people, there was different groups going on, but we're all kind of collectively, when we did events, we did a, them together. But, you know, you mm. had Echo Charles doing his thing. You had some of the Pleasanton kind of Livermore group doing their thing. Yeah. But, but they had, you had a big group going on like every week, you know, they would do CWS, Cold, Wet and Sandy, and that largely led by you. But I've seen it, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. But it's, it's kind of transformed into what you're what you're doing now. Uh, currently, uh, kind of your thing is uh, your gauntlet endurance. You kind of want to explain that a little bit. Your own, little yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you start getting into this, and I think you start getting into talking about like the development of rock clubs mm. um, through everything. When we, you know, when you and I start, first got started back in the day, it was you know. California was basically broken into like NorCal, SoCal. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of a jump. And then from there, I think what it really started to kind of break into was you started getting uh, crews or clicks based out of location. Yeah. And because nobody really like put a name to anything, everything was just kind of run out of, um, you know, whatever your location was in the Bay Area, right? So, you know, you had, you know, yeah, you had Echo Charlie running out the beach beatdowns in San Francisco, he was kind of holding that area down. And then, yeah, Livermore, Pleasanton, you had Dave and, you know, Jen Meekum and everybody who's still out that direction. Yeah. Um, and then coming down into, you know, you got like San Ho, East Bay. And I mean, it sounded like a fucking, you know, a bike club, right? Like, you know, you had, you yeah. know, different fucking cities all over the place <laughs> yeah. that you yeah. were kind of representing. And then, yeah, I got largely... Well, I got a lot of attention down here just because there wasn't a lot going on and mm. I had a regular workout that we were doing. And so we had a lot of people that were kind of cruising through. And um, because at that point, there wasn't a super big presence that was that had a regular workout in San Jose, Campbell area. I had a lot of folks that were coming over the hill from San Ho. I had a lot of folks that were um, coming Zach. up from Monterey. Yeah. Um, and then on any day that we would do like a big weekend thing, you know, we'd have folks that come in from Bay area, Oakland, um, you know, what have you just yeah. because if you had enough time to plan for it, you could come up. Mm -hmm. Um, and then that was the, yeah, that was the big thing on, um, 
that was the big thing that I ran while we were here. And then when we took the one-year hiatus back to Massachusetts, it's my, my ultimate goal was I wanted, to, um, I wanted to start a company. Or I wanted to start a small business for personal training. And which was, you know, I had gone through and gotten certified and whatnot. And um, that was like, okay, we're going to start the next chapter. We're going to go back to Massachusetts and I'm going to start this and yada, yada, yada. Like, you know, best laid plans. Like, you know, what's that, uh, that fucking saying? If you want to hear God laugh, tell him your plans yeah. type of thing. And yeah, yeah. that's coming, coming from an atheist. But still, <laughs> um, yeah, it didn't pan out, right? Like we get back and, you know, that whole the whole year hiatus that we were back in mass, like nothing really worked. And <clears throat> excuse me, at like every kind of corner that we turned something else was a you know who was coming up and you know i'm not one to shut down just because things get hard but you know you hit a certain point and it's just like what hill are you willing to die on right mm. and um you know so it just wasn't working and we ended up coming back to santa cruz and um over the course of time that i was in massachusetts um the the name uh gauntlet was um that's what i was gonna roll forward with on my business. And that was the flag that I wanted to fly for myself and for like personal training and endurance training and things of that nature. Um, and to, to kind of go into that a little deeper, um, I had spent a good period of my, well, still from when I was about 20 to 21, somewhere in that neighborhood, I've been involved in the body modification industry and mm. I've been uh, working in tattoo shops and piercing shops. I was a body piercer for, you know, good stretch of time. And then now I work in the manufacturing industry. Uh, I work in manufacturing mm. for the body jewelry industry, um, at the company that I've been at now for, you know, 10 years or so. Um, so that's always been, that's always been a big part of my life, obviously, yeah. like anybody that's met me, uh, or seen me, right. Like kind of stick out a little bit. Um, the, uh, the name Gauntlet came from the first body piercing studio that was opened back in the seventies um, in oh. West Hollywood. In um, yeah, it was down. Uh, I think it was on Santa Monica in West Hollywood, um, and it was started by a guy named Jim Ward, who I have the privilege of actually having in my life. Um, awesome. So that's a that's I mean that's a that's an area where you know like we talk about you know you meet people from different backgrounds and stuff and you know we're talking about, um, you know, body piercing by and large started in the gay community and it was started as, um, you know, an underground thing that was serving people from a, uh, community that people largely didn't want to have anything to fucking do with. Yeah. And by the time you roll around to, um, what is it? The Aerosmith video where Alicia Silverstone is getting her belly button pierced. You know, most people will remember that back in the day <laughs> when videos were still a thing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that was one of the really big things that kind of brought, body piercing into the mainstream quote yeah. unquote yeah, yeah, yeah. um you know i grew up in massachusetts which uh despite what people will tell you is still uh super not welcoming <laughs> to anything <laughs> weird um it's definitely it's, not uh, the pacific northwest kind of weird you know <laughs> sure right you know it's uh you know i grew up when i was a kid and i told um you know i told people i wanted to get my ears pierced they said all right well just remember left is right and right is wrong <laughs> and it's like wow, okay, that's fucked up. Um, you know, and then I started getting tattooed and pierced and, you know, doing all sorts of weird shit and that draws a line with people, right? And yeah. it's, uh, you know, it's a lot of people, it becomes an us or them thing. And no matter how many people get tattooed and no matter how many people get um, pierced uh, and then go further on from that because there's a lot of heavy modifications that I've gotten into that I, you know, we don't have to talk about. But, um, 
the uh, when you start to get to that point, people kind of forget where it comes from, right? Because it's been kind of homogenized and it's been assimilated into the mainstream. Um, the whole time when people ask me like how I got into working out, endurance events, things like that, it was like you're basically forging yourself into a different version of yourself and that requires pain and sacrifice and dedication. Mm. Um, a lot of that is applied directly from the body modification industry that I've been a part of for a very long time. If you want to get tattooed and you want to get a decent sized tattoo, you're going to have to sit down and you're going to have to deal with it and fucking endure it. And then even after you're done, you're going to have to heal it and you're going to have to take care of it and make sure that it heals correctly and properly. If you want to stretch your ears, you know, you're going to start by getting a hole put into it and then you have to work for years and years to stretch a piercing to make it larger. You know, if you want to get a really intense piercing done or a different modification, you've got to sit down, you've got to take it, you've got to deal with it. Um, And you're coming out the other side of this. And I can't speak for everybody, but I mean, from what I saw working, you know, you come out on the other side with an achievement, right? And it's not 12 hours in the ocean. It's only 10 seconds under a needle. But, you know, for a lot of people, there's not a big fucking difference. And there's a lot of people that are be more willing to jump in the ocean at 4 a.m. than to have a big ass needle run through their body. <laughs> yeah. And just as there's just as many people that I meet. Um, we go to the Association of Professional Body Piercers Conference in Las Vegas most years uh, with the company that I'm with to vent, you know, to basically show up and vend and talk with clients and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of old, people old people <laughs> uh, i'm 41 i'm not that old uh there's a lot of dudes and a lot of you know folks that i know that are from kind of my era of growing up in the industry and yeah. you know a lot of them are getting fit and they're losing weight and they're stopping drinking and they're kind of moving ahead but there's just as many people that are just like man i have no fucking idea why you would do that to yourself for 24 hours like why would you why would you let somebody yell at you and carry a sandbag and do all this dumb shit and i'm like why did we hang from hooks in the trees in the woods when we were kids and I'm like, that's fucking crazy as shit. And it hurts yeah. like hell. Why would you do that? And they're like, yeah, okay. That kind of makes enough. sense. <laughs> so I say all that to go back to um, when I kept trying to think of different names that I would want to use and something that kind of reflected, you know, who I, you know, who I am and where I've been, right. To carry something forward. Um, I went through a lot of names and none of them really, none of them really stuck and none of them really felt right. And then, um, you know, I was driving home one day and it just like, I thought of the name Gauntlet Endurance and I was just like, holy shit, holy shit, that, that works. Like that clicks, that checks out. You know, it's like, that's me taking something from my past and carrying it forward. That's taking, you know, something that is, you know, forged in adversity. And to a large degree, it's also carrying forward the name of a community that was, you know, kind of ostracized for what they were doing and, you know, not viewed as normal or mainstream. And the way that I look at that is um, a lot of the people that I hang out with and a lot of people that come and work out with us are, you know, especially in terms of what you would consider like whatever, the Gorak community or, you know, the endurance community or fitness or whatever, like, I got a lot of fucking misfits, man. Like I got a lot of people that are, you know, that have had weird lives that don't fit into a box. A lot of folks that aren't, um, you know, the straight and narrow, if you will, you know, and it's just like, and my biggest thing is, look, I don't care, you know, where you've been or what your story is. You come in and as you know, it's fight club. Everybody fights. That's it. You know, you don't stand around and you don't, you know, come here to talk and bitch and moan. And it's not like I kick people out for doing so, but at a certain point you just kind of stop showing up. Right. Yeah. Um, so before I got everything going, I actually, I went to, uh, Jim Ward, 
the guy who started the gauntlet, the gauntlet yeah. who I still actually have, you know, I'm lucky enough to be in communication with in my life. And I asked him, I said, you know, hey, look, this is what I'm doing, but I, I want to ask your blessing for it. You know, I asked him in Vegas one year because we were both there together. And I said, this is my idea and this is what I want to do. And this is why I want to do it. And this is why I want to use the name gauntlet because this is what it means to me. And this is how I want to carry it forward. And he's like, that sounds great. Are you going to be doing body piercing? I said, nope. And he goes, you absolutely have my blessing. Please do it. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, cool. All right. So yeah, that was, you know, once I kind of had a name for it um, and I brought that forward, I started kind of trying to put together things in Massachusetts. And, you know, I had a good little group of people that would come and hang out and do stuff and everybody was kind of like-minded and it was, uh, it was good. But then it was time to come back home here because Ultimately, you know, I was born in Massachusetts, but California is my home. Mm. And uh, yeah, when I came back here, it really just kind of jumped off. And I came right back into doing workouts on Wednesdays, which was always our main day. And then we added in, um, we added in Saturday mornings. And then from there, I had a lot of friends in this area that are part of the like body piercing community. Um, very good friends of ours that own a studio here in town and they got into rucking as fitness by itself. They have yeah. no interest in doing any sort of events, but they always want to go rucking. So we would get up That's in the cool. mornings on Sunday and go knock out, you know, a couple miles and, you know, have breakfast. And then we started developing, um, Monday nights, literally just into, we would meet at the piercing studio and everybody would have their rucks and we'd do a 5k and we'd end at the pub down the street from our place. And we'd go in and bully the jukebox for an hour and a half and <laughs> have a bunch of drinks. And then, uh, you know, then we'd throw, you know, ruck up and get the fuck out, go home and go to bed. So, um, if it's, go ahead, sorry. Oh, no, I was just gonna say it's, uh, I always joke about the fact that I don't run, you know, I don't run a club or a business. I run a cult because <laughs> <laughs> cults don't have dues or insurance. So. <laughs> if someone, let's just say listening as you guys currently don't know, or someone on the other side of the, the the mountain wants to kind of join you. Uh, where can they learn more about Gauntlet and or you know what you're doing over there in Santa Cruz? Is there a, a social? Or is there a website? Yeah, yeah. So um, to be perfectly honest, I'm trying to actually reduce my uh, reduce my uh, social media usage. So there's a, probably a good chance that in the next couple of months I'm going to frag uh, Facebook which there is a page on Facebook, but okay. it never gets used. Okay. Um, the, the, the place that I post the most often and am, am the most active with people is on Instagram, and it's just gauntlet endurance, all one word. Um, when you find the page that's filled with like horror movies and death metal and uh, you know old like reggae from England in the 70s and all sorts of weird stuff, you're probably in the right place. Um, <laughs> I say, but I will say, I mean, due to all the stuff that's going on with uh, the pandemic and again, you know, people have their own opinions about it. I am, uh, I've pretty much paused everything. Sure. Um, I paused it uh, before we went on lockdown just because I can't in good conscience, um, even outdoors and even with a mitigated risk being in fresh air, um, I can't in good conscience bring a dozen people together in an area where other people are congregating to work out for just the benefit of actually being able to do that. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I can't, I can't do it right now, you know? And it's like, yeah. I know at some point it's going to come back. Um, but that said, that also developed into um, during 
the lockdown here in Santa Cruz, um, especially before a lot of places in the rest of the country were being locked down. Um, before that, the before that, the gauntlet page on Instagram was largely made up of pictures of us, like either um, you know holding up the black flag or drinking or rucking and having a good time. And then um, after they flipped the switch, we started. Uh, or we I started posting. Um, the workouts that I was doing and had done and had done previously with the groups. Yeah. Um, I started posting those to the gauntlet page because I was like, well, you know what? Hey, we're stuck in the house, but here's what we did last week, last yeah, month. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I got a, I got a big, I got a big response from people that were saying, you know, Hey, we're in the firehouse and we don't have a lot to do or nobody's programming anything or, Hey, we, you know, we're locked down in, you know, Portland or, Hey, you know, I just wanted, you know, I don't want to go to a gym. I want to be able to work out in my garage. And people hit me up and said, Hey, thank you. You know, this is, this is great. And I'm like, dude, this is, you know, I'm not doing it. Like, I guess I'm getting out of it what I wanted to by having a sort of business of my own, but not at the behest of like putting the rest of my life on hold. And, um, you know, kind of jumping in with it with both feet. I'm kind of having, you know, both sides of it right now, which I really, really like. No, it's, it's good. I mean, uh, definitely, I think right now, especially for a, the large majority of us that are still sheltering in place, um, and rightfully so, I, I agree. With, personally, agree with you. It's there's there's might be an uptick in in the coming months, right? Because of all of the other places, right? But you know, I think it's important for 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 Gauntlet Endurance and 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 pages like that are similar to to add those wads or workouts uh, somewhere to give somebody that doesn't have programming something to do you know cc and i definitely i'm fortunate enough to to live with cc who gets after it and she programs my stuff and i'm absolutely dying yeah uh, right you know and, and <laughs> lots all, of burpees lots he'll, of burp- ne- he'll never program <laughs> burpees <laughs> yeah, yeah and you know it's one of those things that i remember we worked out the other the other day we worked out the other day and she programmed something real quick and I was absolutely gassed at the end of it. And I was like, whoosh. I was like lying on the floor. Because by the time I got out there, because she had finished her wad or her workout. And then I was like, what are you doing? She was like, do this. And I was like, fine. And, <laughs> He's all, no. and then he was like, this looks easy. I'm going to throw on a weight vest. I'm like, all right, have fun. <laughs> and you're like, cool. <laughs> I fucking died. But, you know, I think it's important. I mean, you know, as a people are home, as to keep their you know, health in check as well, to still keep active, right? And I think um, that's awesome that you're you're getting that feedback from people who follow um, from all over, you know, Portland and et cetera. It's, it's great. Yeah, it's been, it's been, uh, it's been pretty wild, like, outside of, so I'll do like, I'll do short runs of, um, I'll do short runs of like merch because people have asked me for it. So I've kind of like, gotten into different stuff and outside of uh man outside of santa cruz like you know obviously there's a lot of folks in like santa cruz and you know northern california in general that have been cool enough to like you know grab hats or sweatshirts or whatever and uh it's one of the weird things is one of the biggest places that buys stuff outside of norcal is fucking sweden (laughs) what yeah there's a bunch of dudes out in sweden that apparently like they follow the page and I have guys all the time hit me up and they're like, Hey, uh, would you be willing to ship a hat to Sweden? And I'm like, you pay for the, sh- you pay for the shipping, man. I'll ship it anywhere. That's cool. And they're like, all right. And the first time I did it, I was just like, man, I don't know if this is going to, you know, what it's the fucking postal service, right? It's going to work at some point. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm just kind of like, man, I hope I did that right. I hope dude gets his yeah. hat and, you know, I hope he gets his shirt. And then, 
you know, two, three weeks later, you know, dude posts up a picture on his page and he tags me and he's like, you got the shirt, you know, it looks great when it's sweat, you know, when the sweat comes through. It's like, <laughs> Holy shit. Like, yeah. So like, yeah, shout out to Sweden because those dudes are <laughs> holding it the fuck down. Like, <laughs> That's fucking rad. I've also had a lot of people that, uh, not a lot of people. I know I've had a lot, like people uh, to go back to, you know, the whole, do I need to say this thing right now? Um, I don't tend to get too mouthy on any of my pages, even though if you sit me down and start talking to me, I've got some pretty strongly held beliefs. And if that jives with yours, cool. If it doesn't, you know, all right, that's cool too. But, um, I've, uh, (laughs) I, you know, I, I, I really like old horror movies and I really like occult shit and I really like, uh, you know, a lot of other stuff that people tend to feel is a little weird. And I've definitely seen numbers kind of drop if I post (laughs) some, you know, some wild shit and, uh, you know, like old pictures of like, uh, films and stuff like that. I do. Yeah. Like (laughs) satanic rituals from like old seventies movies and like eighties during the satanic panic and that shit. Um, I see some stuff kind of bounce around there. Uh, I've only had one, uh, one specific person actually felt the need to send me a message uh, that said, I need to, uh, I'm unfollowing your page because I can, I cannot as a Christian stand by and watch you glorify the devil's name. And I was like, and the first thing I thought of was like, Hey dude, it's not an airport. You don't need to announce your departure, but uh, (laughs) you do you like, that's cool. So, but Oh man, you know, some you people, know, they have a platform and they're going to use it how they want to use hey, it. Man, you know I mean? <laughs> it's, I mean, it's like, like I've always said, man, like, look, you do, you do what you want. You believe what you want as long as you don't fuck with me. Yeah. And that's, that's really what a lot of this comes down to is like, and uh, that's a whole nother hour and a half conversation, but yeah. <laughs> you know what I want to do? Um, uh, what I want to do is uh, maybe in a future episode with you, actually in a future episode with you, because I want to follow with a bunch of, because like you said, we could go on and on about other things, uh, but I want to unpack with you some, some, some events, um, specifically, obviously the ones I've, ones with either CC or I have done with you, but I, cause I think there's a lot to learn. And, you know, as we talk about them, I, I've learned more about myself and those around me. Um, but that being said, I kind of want to, um, I think this is a good stopping point for our conversation for today, but I definitely do want to round back to you uh, at some point in the future and just see where you yourself and Gauntland Endurance is at, where the world's at. <laughs> yeah, uh, sure enough. <laughs> but also like, you know, get into some, a few uh, rucking stories. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I, I want to say thank you for, for being, what? You forgot to ask him our final question. Oh, I did. Why don't you ask it? Okay. Send it. So <laughs> it's actually a two part. So part okay. one, um, if you could talk to your former self, what advice would you give younger Steven? Your past self. Your past, past self. self. My past self. It could be yesterday, two weeks ago, uh, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Yeah. 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 Um, Jesus, uh, that's another hour and a half conversation, (laughs) but I think the bullet points would be, um, I think the bullet points would be start moving, like want buy Apple stock, Uh, (laughs) um, start moving now. Like, don't Mm. be afraid of sucking. Just start moving now because it's easier to stay in motion once you're in motion. Um, 
I like that. Uh, that's a, I think that's a huge one. Um, it took me a, it took me a really long time to get where I am in terms of, uh, knowing who I am and being comfortable with who I am and Mm. understanding that being comfortable with who you are inevitably means that there are going to be other people that don't care for you and that's okay. And Mm. excuse me, um, to not, not worry so much about what, you know, basically don't let other people's opinions change you and keep moving based off of what you know is right. Mm. Um, and the older that I get, the more I've realized that, uh, you know, it's not, it's not a sign of weakness to care about other people. Yeah. And it's not, um, it's not a, uh, yeah, it's not a sign of weakness to care about other people or to, you know, actually be actively, you know, trying to help people or put love out into the world. Yeah. And, uh, when I was younger and a lot dumber and a lot angrier, like, you know, you want to be a tough guy and you want to, um, you know, you got to appear to be, you know, machismo. You know, you gotta, yeah. Sure. You know, you got to like puff up and you got to put yeah. on airs and, yeah. you know, it's, uh, I think that's the thing is that, you know, and that's okay. Cause you got to do that when you're young, but, um, just to remember that, you know, Hey, it's cool to not, you know, it's okay to care about other people. And I wish I had really started doing that earlier. Yeah. Um, and cause you know, I'm happy about it now. So, yeah. And, uh, buy toilet in, uh, in, in January, buy a shit ton of toilet paper and whiskey because you're going to be, <laughs> can be cold. um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cause I ran out of whiskey super early and, uh, fucking Pete drove by and left a bottle of Jameson on my front doorstep sometime in like uh, March or April. And that was awesome because then I could just keep deadlifting and drinking whiskey. (laughs) That was super good. Awesome. Um, And then on the flip side of that, if you could talk to future Steven, is there anything you would want to ask him? (sighs) How are your knees doing? (laughs) Uh, Relatable. Big one. Relatable. Uh, Yeah. Um, I am, I hashtag a lot of my stuff with, uh, on Instagram, I hashtag a lot of my stuff with don't fear the reaper. Mm -hmm. Um, because to circle back to what we had talked about previously, like I am very, very conscious of death and I am, you know, it is something that freaks me out. Um, and really kind of hammers into a lot of the decisions that I make and that we make as a couple. Um, Mm. And I think, I mean, without getting like too dark on things here, um, I think the next six months in our country are going to be pretty fucking, pretty fucking rough um, and pretty, pretty wild. Um, and I mean, outside of like, hey, could you tell me who wins the Super Bowl in 2022? <laughs> uh, I mean, I think one of the really serious things right now, like if I'm on the spot with it, is if I was looking myself in the face, I would just be like, hey, is are we cool? You know, like, are things going to be okay? Mm-hmm. Like, are we going to make it out of this? Um, because I'm, you know, I'm nervous. Like, I am... For the first time in my adult life, I'm in a spot, or I feel like we are yeah. in a spot where things are, uh, it's, uh, you know, you say this stuff and you say like, oh, tomorrow's not a promise. And, you know, 
you know, do today because you can't do tomorrow, that type of thing. Yeah. And more and more the way things are going and it just seems like every day you wake up in the morning and something crazier and crazier has happened. Yeah. And it's just like, we have, you know, reached this pinnacle or this, uh, you know, whatever you call it, where like they basically just pin the fucking sticks to the dash yeah. and the plane is like on this massive like ascent up into the air and I yeah. feel like at some point it's going to crash. And I'm just like, if I could, uh, you know, if I could look myself in the face and just be like, you know, hey, are we, uh, you know, good. the wife and I still good? We're, yeah. we're still okay? Everything's all right? Great. Yeah. Okay, cool. Everything else? Everything else cool? <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> I feel yeah. like I would either give like, you know, the... Uh, the gladiator like thumbs up or thumbs down like <laughs> and if it's a thumbs down be like cool good looking out homie i'm gonna go fucking buy more ammo and you yeah. know do what i gotta do like, <laughs> you know it's funny like at the beginning of the year and this is kind of like in a private conversation with cc and i um not so private anymore since i'm saying it but like you know since yeah. was dealing with like an injury and it's not you know it's not healing up fast enough and you know she was just having a tough time right and she was like 2020 is just not gonna be my year and i'm like oh you know me being the optimist out of both of us um you know she's more realist you know pessimistic um and i said you know you got to look on the uptick i mean it's the beginning of the year there's you know we've got yeah, the whole rest of, of the year yeah and yeah. then next thing you know covid and all this social stuff happening and i'm like Oh fuck, man! Twenty twenty is just not the year for everybody. <laughs> in terms of uh, like what you had said before, in regards to um, uh, you know, kind of taking a break or taking a hiatus on events and yeah. things like that. Um, twenty twenty was. Um, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that the November HTL that I did was my last event by any stretch of the imagination, but yeah. it was in my head that like that was going to be my last event for a while. Yeah, like I was cool. Um, you know, I wanted to get another, I wanted to get another long one under my belt and, uh, I did, and it was cool. I'm like, all right, this kind of wraps up the year and this takes things to a, uh, a cinematic conclusion, you yeah. know, for the end of the season, if you yeah. will. And, yeah. uh, I was like, cool. And I was really looking forward to 2020 being the year that since I had, you know, talk about balance, right. Um, I'd given up a lot of years and a lot of weekends on training and, yeah shadowing and drinking with people at events and you know spending time under excuse me spending time under a log and in the ocean and all this other stuff and you know by and large most of the time you know wifey's at home cuddled up with the dogs you know they're laid out in my spot on the bed and um she's getting to a point now with her photographic work that she's being asked to come around to different places in the country and she's getting pretty well known in her community for the work that she's doing. And now instead of being like, Hey baby, can you come and pick us up in San Francisco from this HTL so we can sleep in the car all the way home. And then you take care of me for a day or, Hey honey, can you drop me off down here? Cause we're going to do X, Y, Z or, Hey, do you want to go to this girl rock Christmas party? Or, Hey, do you want to go have dinner with this guy who you don't know? Yeah. Now I get to be, you know, I get to go around and support her and yeah. travel around the country and, you know, see her kind of blow up and do really well at what she loves to do. Um, and that was my goal for this year was, you know, hey, I'm going to scale back events. I'm going to go around and watch her like knock this shit out of the park. And this is going to be super cool. And then March rolls around and then, hey, guess what, fucker? Like, yeah, not going to happen. So, yeah, yeah it's a. Uh, but, you know, like I heard something the other day and I think, you know, this is an opportunity for a lot of us. But um, I don't know who exactly said it, but it, I, I, I've kept it in mind. 
um, within the last maybe couple of weeks that I've, um, you know, heard it is uh, you don't let a good crisis go to waste. And I think, you know, we all have this opportunity to find other avenues to grow, whether, you know, it's online and posting workouts or it's doing this podcast or it's doing uh, X, Y, Z. I think, you know, we all have this opportunity to figure out a, not a new method, but at least for me, I've been finding new methods of learning stuff, getting better at stuff um, in my own personal development. And um you know, challenging myself in different ways, right? Uh, I've been doing a lot of jujitsu. I've been doing, she's been doing a lot of CrossFit, but we found this opportunity now that we're, you, you hit it in the beginning, where we're spending a lot more time together. And, you know, especially for us being newlyweds, I think that couldn't have come at the, the right time because now it's like we were so busy and wrapped up in our own separate kind of motions. I think this was a kind of wake up call for us to be like, oh, this is a, a time for us to connect even more. And I'm so grateful to have her in my life and being, you know, living with her and then now sort of pseudo working alongside her because, you know, we're both working from home. Sure. You know, it's kind of, it's crazy in that regard to, to us too. I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm really enjoying our time. But now as, you know, it's month four of this, it's like, okay, so how do we go from here? How do we improve our, ourself, our situation, our life? And how do we grow? How do we not let this crisis, crisis, crises <laughs> kind of not, not go, to, uh, go yeah. to waste? You know what I mean? Like, you know, how do we grow? How do we develop? And, you know, that's why we've been, uh, it's, we've been so fortunate to have friends like you in our lives to, that we can call up and have a conversation and then put it out on the platform like our podcast or connect with people on, on Instagram that we've never talked with before. And we're like, hey. We just want to talk, you know, and, and it's kind of, um, it's an interesting times. It is definitely kind of just weird and awkward and scary. Uh, but, you know, ever since I heard that quote, I've been, it's been my driving force to kind of just get after it in my own. I might not be under a log, but I'm still getting after it. Like you can ask sure. this. I'm like up late doing research, doing like, how do I improve this? How do I improve the audio quality? You know, that's why I told you at the beginning of this podcast off air, I was like, we got new like microphone headsets and stuff. We're just trying to just grow, you know? Yeah. I think it's, uh, that's also interesting because that's, uh, I think I want to say that's one of the first times I've heard that phrase used in a positive manner. Um, because typically, you know, you never let a crisis go to waste is typically something that is lobbed at people who will exploit a negative situation for their own gains. (laughs) Yeah. So that's, it comes back to perspective, right? Like, and reasonably that whole phrase um, you know, kind of speaks to it though, you know, like, cause mm-hmm. I, I completely agree being, man, there's so many dumb projects and little stuff that we've done since, you know, we got locked. Um, yeah. you know, I, we completely redid our backyard, right? Like mm-hmm. laid down a lawn, um, <laughs> because it's like, well, we're going to be staying home. <laughs> yeah. We're going to make the house look good. You know? yeah. like, perfected a whole bunch of recipes, you know, cooking a lot more at home. You know, I read a whole bunch of books that I wanted to get to, which was great. Yeah. You know, didn't feel guilty about like, you know, there were days where I would just, you know, there were days where I would work out in the living room cause it was raining. And I'm just like, I'm just going to binge watch, you know, black and white horror movies from the fifties. Like this is going to be super good. And it's, you know, when you're really busy and you work five plus days a week and you yeah. get the weekends and, you know, once chores are done and 
obligations and all that sort of thing. You know, maybe you have a couple hours to rub together and yeah, then, yeah. you know, you almost feel guilty because you're sitting on the couch and not yeah, doing whatever. Yeah, yeah. So having the benefit of like, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Vincent Price are going to get down today and then, uh, you know, we're going to have leather, you know, dinner with Leatherface and it's going to be cool as shit. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I, I get what, you know, yeah, it is... It, Yes, that's how I, my perspective, you know, took in. And I'm glad, you know, everybody, well, I, I, that's what I'm using out of it, you know. But, um, but yeah, man, we've been at it for an hour and a half. But like I said, this is only part one, I hope, um, if you're willing to be on in the future. But, you know, we'll definitely love to catch up and, you know, talk more and see where, again, the world's at. Um, question. Absolutely, man. I'm game anytime, dude. Like, I, uh, perfect. I appreciate having people like y'all in my life that, you know, I think one of the one of the testaments of friendship is being able to have large swaths of time where you're not able to have face to face with people, mm. and then when you do, or even just catch up on a phone call, you don't miss a beat, yep. right? Like Completely people, agree. you know, times change, things change, you know, people people change, right? But you don't really change who you are, yeah. and um when you find people like that and you're able to keep them in your life, that's something that will carry you through your entire life. You know, like some people you only get for a short period of time and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, but when you get somebody that you can actually say, Hey, look, we're going to be, we're going to be in this for the long haul. And I don't, you don't have to worry, you know, that's a, that's a valuable thing. And that's something that I've been trying to communicate to a lot of people recently is just like, yo, I appreciate you. And I know, you know, it's been a long time since we've had face to face, but, I'm really happy y'all are still in my life, you know? Like, that's a big thing. So oh, thank nice. you. No, thank... I mean, I, again, uh, I appreciate you. I appreciate... Uh, just, you know, just... Enjoy, I enjoyed the conversation. I appreciate just being able to conversate with you at any point in time, whether we've, you know, gone six months, seven months. When's the last time we've done an event together? But like you said, I think, for me at least, it's like we don't skip a beat. We We... we, we we catch up, talk. It's just kind of like you pick up where you left off. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You hit unpause and you're good to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but for our listeners, um, can you let us know what your social is or the Gauntlet Endurance? It's Gauntlet Endurance on Instagram, one word? Yeah, all one word, Gauntlet Endurance. Um, there's a webpage. There's not a lot on it. Uh, I think the last time I updated it, I just changed the contact info to... I am interested in your cult and would like to receive your newsletter. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, cool. Instagram will be the uh, Instagram will be the fastest way, and then uh, I mean, I've got my own private. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not even private. I mean, it's public because I, I feel like private Instagram pages are kind of stupid anyway. Like whatever you're doing is so important, you don't want other people to see it. But uh, yeah, I mean, you can you can find my other one kind of based off of that pretty easy, and that's really just filled with a. Uh, yeah, song lyrics and pictures of corgis and more workouts and whatever I happen to be drinking at that point in time. So, <laughs> uh, Well, thanks, man. I appreciate having you on and we'll definitely catch up uh, in another episode in the future. We'll, we'll uh, yeah, we'll see where everybody's at. Thanks again, Stephen. I, I appreciate you and love you, but I miss you. I hope we, you and the wife are doing, continue to do well during these times and uh, you guys knock out more home projects and uh, yeah. Hopefully we'll be able to catch up in person soon. Yeah. As soon as this shit is over, man. Yeah. Come on <laughs> we moved into a uh, we moved into a new joint. Like we we got out of the apartment complex that we had been in, mm-hmm. um, and we stayed with the same company because it was easy. But literally, like a mile down the road, um, 
we got into a, uh, a townhouse that has, which you could probably figure out by me saying that we have a backyard. But, <laughs> um, yeah, we got into that at the beginning of the year, like January. Yeah. Um, and that was, man, that was a blessing in disguise because we got in in January, we got moved in, we got settled. And then by the end of February, we were like, okay, this is, this is super good. This is awesome. And then we got locked, right? So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the gig was like, holy shit, you know, we have a spare room. We have a backyard. We have all this stuff. We can have people come down and visit. And we yeah. can have barbecues and dinner. And this is going to be great. And it's just like, and then all of a sudden it was just like, snap, gone. Yeah. yeah. Like, Fuck, yeah. man. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, when we do, yeah. When, 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 fucking, when it when it opens up and everything again and you're over the hill and we're fine and you find yourself at rabbit's foot, give me a call. First yeah. round's on me. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if we don't, I mean, we, fortunately for us, uh, CC and I, every once in a while, we'll do a haul at uh, our, you know, wherever they're carrying it at the total, total, total wine. And they'll, they have us, uh, the small selection of rabbit's foot. Uh, we'll, we'll pick it up, you know? And so we're turning through our, our cider collection at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> we got, uh, we got fucking, Heather got turned on to uh, red wine. <laughs> oh, damn. Which, yeah, Heather has never, she, well, she hasn't drank since she was basically a kid. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> like we were like little punk kids running around fucking Boston. And um, the, uh, I started, I started, you know, kind of grooving on wine a little ways back. I think even like the last time I saw you guys, we were drinking, well, we wine. were Sean and, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Sean and Julie's. Um, and uh, at one point I was talking with her and she like lives on kombucha, loves that shit. And she was complaining about her stomach. And I was like, you know, I'm like, you know, red wine is actually good for your stomach. Like, she's like, no, it's not. And I'm like, yeah, it is. Like, you look it up. Like, it's, you know, it's, you know, don't drink a bottle of it, but you can have a glass of wine and it's going <laughs> to help your digestion and everything. And she's like, ah, I don't know. We were out having lunch one day and I was just like, I got a glass of red. Do you want to try this? And she's like, uh, afterward, afterward. I'm like, okay. And then at the end, she takes a sip and she's like, oh, wow, that's pretty good. I'm like, yeah, it is. And then, you know, fast forward, we go from like, we'd be at the market shopping and I'd get two bottles of red wine and put them in the cart. And she'd look at me and be like, really? Do you really need two bottles of red <laughs> wine? And then as we're going into lockdown, she's like, yo, we got to go to Cost Plus because they do the buy six, get whatever price out. We got to go get like a dozen <laughs> bottles of wine. So she's like stacking up the kitchen with like bottles of wine so we don't have to leave the house. And I'm like, oh man. Oh, man. And then like she'll have a couple glasses of wine and get a little tipsy. And she looks at me and she's like, you wanted this. This is your problem. You did this. <laughs> like, funny. nah, it's all good. It's holy shit. That's yeah. So good. That's hilarious. All right, my brother. I'll let you enjoy the rest of your uh, day bathing in the, in your your well earned backyard. And uh, please give the regards to our regards to your wife. And, Absolutely. Uh, um, we'll we'll definitely catch up on the next one, brother. Yeah, whenever you want, man. Let me know. Shoot me a message. I'm fucking always down to just bullshit about stuff. Like, For sure. if, even if you want to like come up with like a preset list of fucking questions, dude. Think about like, yeah. If you like come up with like a. I mean, since you and I have done so much shit together anyway, like come up with like five questions that you and I both have to do as like a book report and send it over to me. And then like we come to the table with stuff <laughs> ahead of time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, 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 yeah. you're like top five events, top five this or, you know, like, whatever. Oh. Like, no, but then we got to get more GRTs in on it. Yeah. And then everyone's just going to discuss. <laughs> It'll be around the round table. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can do that. Um, yeah. No, that sounds like a plan, bro. There's a bunch of ways to do that. That'd be fun. Yeah. All right, brother. Uh, we'll let cool. you go. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, Daytoma, again, uh, thanks for, yeah, for being thank on. thank you. 
And uh, love you, bud. We'll, we'll take. Uh, we'll we'll leave it at that. Right on. Love you guys. Uh, all right, brother. You take it easy. You too. I'll all see right. you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to that very lovely episode with uh, our good friend, uh, Stephen Daytoma, uh, Gauntlet Endurance. Check him out on uh, social media, on Instagram, uh, Gauntlet Endurance, one word. Speaking of social media, definitely follow us on social at F2F Podcast on Instagram. We also now have a Facebook, uh, I don't know what they call it, a podcast page, I guess. Follow us on, <laughs> that's what they call it, apparently. Um, okay, podcast page. Yeah, podcast page. Um, check us out there. It is also F2F Podcast. Uh, we are no longer using our TikTok, so scratch that. Um, but yeah, if you want to listen to more great episodes, please go follow us on F2F Podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts or F2FPodcast.com. Let's pull... We'll catch you guys on the next one. Thank you guys for listening. Bye.